0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Owl Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Cassaberry. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I have been looking into, uh, I would say, I would say pretty regularly, off and on, but I've had like an idea about it for a long time. I just, I couldn't find a way to articulate it really well and i think i have a pretty good idea now so i wanted to make an episode solo about it without bringing anybody else into it because i think that i need time to just think so this in this episode i'm just going to be thinking out loud so i could be wrong on a few things but i think that i'm right i think i got i think i hit the nail at least sideways to where it's kind of crooked, but it still goes in and you leave it there and you just kind of grind that shit down and then paint over it. Ah, <laughs> oh, my analogies are on point tonight. Okay, so this episode, I want to talk about something. There's a lot of different names for it, but I'm going to, what I've been looking into recently, I think is the, the best articulation of it. And it's called um, The Shadow. And it really, it really just focuses on knowing your capacity for malevolence, evil, or, and I, I've, we, you hit on it, I, I've hit on it a lot um, when having conversations with like um, other people about relationships and specifically you see it a lot on memes where girls will be like well he's a nice guy so I'm gonna I'm gonna like friend zone him I have a lot of, i have a lot of conversations with guys about that and they just don't understand the difference between being a nice guy and then being you know a guy that ladies would like to you know date or be around and what where is the disconnect there um'm this episode is not this 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 topic's not specifically about that. But that's what started me. I was trying to figure that out myself. It's like, you know, because I, I, I try to be the best man that I can be, even knowing that I have flaws, but I try to to, to 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 do right. You know, not just by me, but by everybody. And there's a real balance there. So my focus has been mainly on that balance. But that question just keep came it kept coming up and i kept seeing a lot of stuff about it you know cuz i did a lot of i did a little research in, you know like on through youtube and then looking at articles and psychology articles and, and studies of trying to figure out what is that like what is that where guys are just, just the really nice guys just always you know finish last you've heard that a lot but i think i figured it out because i had to go a little bit deeper That's where it started. But then I started looking into a bunch of different things. And it's actually really philosophical and deeply psychological. And what I, my first point that I threw out there was, um, was know your capacity for malevolence. And not necessarily evil, but that, everybody has a monster inside. Even the nicest people that you've ever met, they have a capacity for malevolence. And and that doesn't mean just like blind malevolence, because we're going to get to that. Just like blindly, I just I just want to see the world burn kind of stuff. And another thing that brought me to this topic was I was looking into a lot of the 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 heroes and the villains and well mainly the anti heroes in storytelling. You know we see movies and we all tend to like and really connect with the characters and the that are presented as highly flawed, really powerful, but like a lot of people's favorite, you know, Marvel superhero is the Hulk in the Avengers series because. He has that kind of monster inside him and that, um, in the earlier films, he was afraid to, you know, let out. And it was, he really was against it because of, he knew how, how bad it would be to let that thing out because people will get hurt and maybe die. And I think that if you look at that on a personal level, it's very, uh, you don't understand it but it rings true, but you don't know why. So you just love, you idolize the character, right? And then the new movie, um, The Joker came out. And with the rise of depression in our society and even the world in general, even though we're nothing is perfect, don't get me wrong, but we're living in the best economic time, there are no, there, there there, aren't any wars in the West. But we're at the highest level of depression that has been recorded since they started recording it. And that's just, it's just like, why? Everything is like, it's not a utopia, but it's pretty damn close. So where's the disconnect here? And so I think it's it's because back in the day and this is really rough and there's a lot of nuance here but i think that this back when there were wars there was something to point the finger at and that you could let out your aggression over do you know what i'm saying it's it's really difficult to try to put in this like i said i'm this this episode is just me thinking out loud because i haven't really written down talking points and you know i don't have any kind of bullet points or anything that i'm working off of i'm just spitballing here but i think that might be something that might be something so the reason why we like the joker is because it shows that even though everything is great on the surface now we don't have an an exterior focus of malevolence that we have to combat now it's on the inside now we have to look at ourselves because things are pretty great like you could just literally you could sit on your ass and do nothing Like, just do nothing and still pretty much be taken care of, whether it be by your family or your community or the government. There's multiple levels that you have to go to to hit literal rock bottom. And that's just if you were doing nothing. Now, you could push yourself there and become homeless and then get into drugs and all that stuff. But I'm just saying metaphorically, you'll just sit there. You know, you just stagnant. You just sit there. If like worst case scenario, you get put into a mental hospital for just being absent of reality and you're still taken care of. So you have no worry of survival, right? So after that, all that, you don't have, to, you don't have any worry of somebody just coming out and killing you. Like your chances of just being shot are exponentially lower than it was 50 years ago. And then a hundred years ago. It's just an, it's insane. So if you think of it on that aspect, we're we're in a place now where we need to start talking about these things. We need to start talking about why, why, who are we? What what are we? What is our capacity? What is our potential? Because we're living in uh, in a time where, you know, you may think, and the government and society may tell you that your potential is f- finite, but I don't really think that's the case. I think that it's it's the best possible time ever to do something, to make yourself. like With the rate of technology going up and you being a part of it, new ventures and all of that, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, I kind of sidetracked it a little bit, but we're talking about the shadow. So the shadow is something that was... Well, that term was coined by uh, a man named Carl Jung. Um, if you ever want to look him up or read any of his stuff, it's uh, it's spelled C A R L J U N G. And um, actually, I just found this out that um, one of one of the uh, bands that I listen to a lot back in the day and i still listen to it they just came out with a new album actually from for like it was like 10 years or something like that um they just came out with a new album um tool they never had any kind of music on any um a streaming service or like you know spotify itunes or anything anything digital they they purposely wanted everyone to buy their their albums they wanted to have it the physical copies of it but they recently um, came out with a new album that's on, and all of their work is on uh, iTunes and Spotify and any streaming service. And you can also, you know, I'm sure you can buy their their CDs or anything like that. But they came out, and they, all of their, most, the majority of their music, I don't want to say all because I don't know that for sure, but the majority of their music was inspired by um, the shadow that, uh, and Carl Jung himself, like what he spoke about. And it was knowing that there's an, uh, an, an inner, d- I don't, I don't want to say demon cause that'll be a- offending a lot of other people. But how about the, so, socrates had a, um, well, that was a little bit different too. Cause socrates called it daemon, but it wasn't really a di- the, what he was referring to was con your conscience, So that that voice inside of you. But I have this idea that that voice inside of you is, you know when something is wrong, but there's also another voice. So that will be, and this is like completely off the cuff, but that would be like Damon. Like, you know, Damon would be the Socrates saying that there's a conscience inside of you that's telling you to do things that are right, that you know are right, but you just don't really, you can't, it's very difficult for you to act it out. But you know, in your heart, it's right, and that you will feel the best. If you do that, if you go that route, not necessarily feel the best, but the best outcome will come out. And who knows where that comes from. And I think there's another voice that comes inside that, that 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 is like hand in hand with that voice, that tells you not necessarily the worst thing for you, but it is a darker voice it's a darker voice telling you when you should stand up when you should scream when you should fight you know when when something is unjust or or when someone is taking advantage of you that you should this is this is the right time to get up and 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 fight you know like maybe either, it could be verbally throw a punch i don't know you figure out you figure it out like do that with what you will but you know what do you know what I'm saying like there's there's a there's a malevolence inside of you that is just waiting for the opportunity to get out and a lot of people when going back to the nice guy thing right it's like I'm just such a nice guy, I'm just trying to do the you know i'm I'm the best person for this you know girl right and it could be vice versa too I'm sure it happens on the opposite side, but I'm speaking it from my perspective and what I've been hearing so. What makes a, a knight? So why do women, why has this phrase came up, this turn of phrase always been so relevant through the years for, for, I don't know, a thousand years or something like that? I'm really bad with time frames, but like the knight in shining armor. Okay, so let's look at the knight part. Right? Yeah, we're all like, "Oh, the knight in shining armor." He's like, "Oh, way too virtuous, too nice of a guy." But but here's here's the thing: it's like, this is a knight that has a sword on his hip, and slays dragons, right? In shining armor, right? So, why the knight, and why not the squire that is with the knight, who hasn't picked up his sword, and hasn't done anything, really? crazy and out there and had to kill anybody or kill monsters but just was always there to hand the sword to the knight why was the knight that was sought after and i think it's because you have to have the shadow with you to slay dragons you have to have a shadow with you to combat malevolence because you already know your capacity for malevolence. So once you understand your capacity for malevolence and you portray yourself, you put yourself in the same seat as the person that you're fighting against or you know the being that you're fighting against or just the metaphysical spirit or society, something like ideologically wrong that you know to be wrong, you have to understand it. So I think the reason why girls wouldn't tend to go for the don't tend to go for the really nice nice guy is because they show no signs of understanding their capacity for malevolence or their capacity their shadow they don't know their shadow and that's not virtuous that's cowardice because if you have no capacity to cause harm to be malevolent then that shows and this is like unconscious this is unconscious like you don't understand it they they don't get it and then the guys don't get it but it's so it's really subconscious it's like or or unconscious it's like they don't understand it's more instinctual it's this guy cannot raise a hand against another person like absolutely has no capacity for combat nothing like fighting anything like that could not hold his own at all he would cower before anybody raising a hand to him because he's too afraid or he just frees up and do nothing because he's too afraid or he doesn't understand it or it just kind of deer in the headlights kind of look that's because you have to understand how far you could go to be virtuous that's what i think i think that it's you have to understand that you have a strong capacity for, for doing bad things. And yeah, we do bad stuff. We do bad stuff here and there all the time. You know, we're none of us are perfect. I'm not, I'm not refuting that. I'm not calling everybody like someone who just has, has never done anything wrong. And here's the thing is that's not what I'm not saying that either. You could go your whole life without doing anything wrong and still be like virtuous not cowardice, because you know that you could go wrong. And that, I think, is the, the, that is Jesus, really, because Jesus knew that he was the Messiah. And and, I'm, I'm, and even if you don't believe in Christianity, that's fine. I think the story itself, it just, it's just mind boggling to me, because Jesus knew he was the Messiah. He knew he was the son of God, and he had power over everything. He did miracles. He, you know, he casted out demons and he he could have easily being the controller of life, death, the universe, right? Like literally part of the Trinity of God. So he was the physical manifestation of God, right? And we could go into that along for a long time, but that's a different episode. But he had to know going through suffering in the world, that he could easily have just killed anybody who stood against him, just completely turned him to ash, or tortured him in any way, form, or fashion, because they were just being aholes. And I'm most all of us have thought about that, and don't don't make me feel like a you know a psychopath or anything, but I'm sure most of us have thought of you know just bringing so much pain to somebody who's hurt us or somebody else that we loved or cared about. Just there's a person out there. That just did you so wrong that you just wish the worst for them. Not, I mean, yeah, you've heard that term, you know, I wouldn't wish, I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemies. And I, I really always hated that because I was just like, yeah, you would. <laughs> it's like, you would definitely do that. And that's the thing. That's the shadow. That thought process. This person is so in, unjust. So wrong that I wish that would come upon them. And by God, I wish they gave me a reason. you know. And I'm not trying to tell people that you should act on that. I'm not trying to tell them to act on that. I'm just saying that you should incorporate the monster and put it in a cage and hold the key close at hand right so know that you have a monster inside of you that could get out and that you you allow the thought to come across but you have control ultimately and if your life is in danger you'll let that monster out and you but you have to understand the monster before you let it out because if you don't understand it, it can consume you. And you've seen that. You've seen, we've seen this throughout history. We've seen people that have just been like, you were so great. What happened? How did you fall so far? And why are you so angry? It's because they didn't, they didn't understand the shadow before they let it out. And then it can go, it can go the other way too. It's just uh, people that do not understand it, but they're, they're tired of fighting against it. So they just allow it to from the, like, not from the very beginning, but as soon as something comes out, they just had a higher proclivity towards malevolence. And they were just like, this is my, I mean, for one, you could throw it into personality traits, nature, nurture, consciousness, all of that, but that they have just always been like that. You know, it just takes one small word sideways and they are just off and they have no capacity to turn back. They have no way of turning back. But I think that what we care about the most, because we have a judicial system, we have a lot of things that are holding us back from being able to do that, thank God, that more people just, they never, and we're such in a time of peace, majoritarily, that, or, or generally speaking, we're such in such a, a great time of peace that we don't have the opportunity or the potential to even do anything. I'm telling you this from, like, I'm in the military, and there's, like, there's, there's, there's no fighting. Like you can get away with that as a civilian, you can go to a bar, beat somebody up, you know, run out by, by the, in the back, you know, like through the back or whatever, or go and just leave. And no, like it takes forever for cops to show up, not, not on a military base. <laughs> like You can't do none of that. You can't just have a nice little scuffle and then, you know, get your frustrations out with the guy that's been, you know, y'all been talking to each other for about a week you can't do that you'll, you'll there's severe more severe repercussions for that so it's it's not it's even worse out here so there's like no way of letting it out so you bury it and we're born into it now because we're we're born the people that are you know like born past 1990 they've been in a like after the 80s were over Man, there was no, there, absolutely no violence whatsoever. Generally speaking, now we know that you see, you know, World Star and all that, but that's not what I'm talking about. So, violence without consequence or severe consequence, you know. So, there's no, there's no war to fight anymore. Everything is Cold War it's tactics. Everything is, you know, if you watch politics, it's always. Russia, China, so- South Korea—it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do something there, but it's—it's it's never gonna be like it was. It's never gonna be going there. And I'm not saying we long for it. I'm not saying that we're that we're uh, inherently violent creatures. I'm taking—I'm using an extreme, so I don't want to like just—I dis- don't want to turn people off by thinking that I'm just saying that because we don't have any more war now, we're all wanting to kill ourselves because we're inherently, you know, like warring. Creatures. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that we haven't done our due diligence in trying to figure out who we are as people. Where, where does morality come from? Where does our thought of right and wrong come from? And I don't think using a, a material worldview and saying, "Oh, it's just scientific. It's just the biology, and it's just chemicals that go up and down." You know, I don't. I really, I can't, I can't grasp that because we are the only creatures that can really, that we know of, that can really think metaphysically. We're the only creatures that have contemplated an afterlife. We're the only creatures that we, that we know of that can, that can contemplate these things that are outside of our realm, like way outside. That's, all like way outside i'm talking like interdimensional multi-dimensional all these things you know like we're the only ones that we know of and i just don't think that you that if you came up with just like oh well it's just chemical it's like oh well that's great like good it's good to know it's just chemical like that may be your thought process in the very beginning but just like nihilism it doesn't last very long it sounds freeing it's like oh great you know that's that's great. Now I I understand it and it's great and it's under one hundred percent. But it's always going to be gnawing at you because it's. I just don't think that's the answer. I think it's deeper than that. I don't even think it's deeper. I think it's more transcendent than that. Is that we have a we have a thought process that goes way outside our realm of expertise to where we we can never really truly articulate it. We can get we can get close enough to where we know the direction of where it is and where it's going, but never fully comprehend it. And I like that. And it sounds like for people that just, they have to know the, all the answers, they don't like it, but I like it. And I think that it's very useful that we don't know 100% everything, because if we did, then there would be no more adventure. There'd be no more mystery in the world in our life. And I think that's what's led to a lot of depression is just hopelessness and meaninglessness, and nihilism is that nothing matters, my life has no significance, so why am I here when things get bad? Why do I even stick it out like the, when I don't have a purpose, I don't have any meaning, you know like so what's the point that's the That's the worst possible thought process It's like you don't know because you you can't see the future. How would you know that your life has no meaning if you've never been able to see how far your life could go? And you don't know for sure if that's true. So, kind of sidetracked a little bit there, but I think the shadow thing has been really gnawing at me and i think that it's because uh, me specifically because i i really do i care about people i do i do my best to care about everybody i want to hear uh, it, what frustrates me is whenever i like i know it's really stupid but when i first meet somebody and i talk to them i kind of i t- i tend to like throw out one thing that not necessarily contentious but it's like a topic or something like that, or I ask them a question that's a little bit deeper than, you know, they're, they're used to. And I, I use, I use a little, I mean, I'm subtle. I'm subtle. I, I think, at least I think I'm subtle, but I try to ask something that's a little bit different than the norm. It was like, Oh, like, you know, what kind of music do you like? It's like, it's not that I, I usually ask something like, you know, so, and I mean, even that sounds stupid. It was like, where, where's your aim? You know, like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do after this? You know, so, so usually I tend to talk about what's the what's the future. And after someone talks to me or, or, or gives an answer about the future, I can tell if they if they they have an aim, they know where they're going, and or at least they, they where they'd like to go. So they're setting some kind of you know goal out there, a long term goal. And then I'll get other people that have just been like, man, I don't know, I'm just kind of riding the wave, dude. Like I'm just trying to, I'm just here. It's better than you know being a you know flipping burgers so i'm just doing my thing you know and uh so i'll ask them something like that and that's where i can kind of gauge um the people that have thought deeply because people that have a, a, a specifically a strong goal that they're working towards or that they have a, a a really like a a big goal and and you can if you ask them you can know whether they're just grandstanding or if they go into detail about it so well you know i want to be a doctor so you know i've already been going to school i have uh i'm this close to my bachelor's and i'm i mean i got i'm going to be doing this to get into the training and to be an rn and then you know work my way from there because i want to start down and understand where the notions are going so if they go into detail and you can tell their passion is there that they're working towards it then you can know like this person thinks a little bit deeper about things this person knows themselves and they most likely those kind of people know their shadow too. Cause they know how far things can go off the rails. Right. And then you have somebody who just will just say, Oh, you know, I want to be a doctor. And I was like, all right, cool. What are you doing? Uh, to What are you, what are you doing to work, work on that? And then you can tell, you can see them get visibly uncomfortable. It's like, now you're attacking me. Don't attack me. I just told you what I, what I would like to do. I didn't say I had a plan. I didn't say I had any kind of, you know, idea of where to even start, you know? So that, that's, that's the kind of person that I try, I, by asking something like that, I can kind of tell where, where to go from there, what, what to talk about. So someone who has that, the, the, the latter, well, not the latter, but the, the first part that has a real defined plan or at least a, a good rough draft then I can, I can jump into deeper things with them off the bat, like just straight up, right off the bat. But the other person, I can usually kind of work my way there. To at least get them to think, question, get, and ask questions to allow them to start looking into the inwards towards themselves and maybe, maybe even facing the shadow a little bit. And I never really had a word for it because I thought of every word that I think of, I was just thinking like, you know, because you've seen it. You've seen this. This has been shown in movies for ever. I'm talking old town, old stuff. You you see it with like, think of the werewolf. And I already said I, I spoke about the Hulk earlier, but the werewolf is one of the oldest or the Wendigo or something like that. But let's go with werewolf because this has been the most dramatized in, you know, not not just western literature but also in movies there's th- the person who has that werewolf inside of them does not like that they have the werewolf inside of them they're they're usually not out to kill anybody but once it comes to a full moon they plan they get ready for it to come out and they either lock themselves in a cage or it just happens abruptly during a full moon and they have no way of planning it depends on which story you're looking at but they know it's there and then usually in the story they're trying to understand the wolf to where they can at least have some kind of you know mutual agreement like all right, well right I'll let you out we can go play but you need to stop pushing me away to where I I don't remember or I I have no say in what's going on and don't kill these people you know we only kill animals things that don't don't match us in our in the hierarchy of value of life and all of that right so but at its essence the the wolf is very malevolent and some would say well it's just instinctual okay but usually it's always tragic whenever they wake up because someone is dead so they have some kind of proclivity to attack what is very very valuable when in regards to life and and eat its heart or something like that so i think that's a very that's a very good interpretation of the shadow is that you have a high capacity to just want to destroy everything you know Sometimes you just, you wake up and you're just so mad at everything and you're mad at people and people just always get on your nerves. And you know, that, that's, to me, that's, that's, that's an accumulation of a lot of things that are going on with you and, you know, injustices that have happened to you that you, you didn't stand up for yourself. And it's, it's caused a lot of, a lot of anger within you, resentment is that people keep taking advantage of you and they keep looking at you as weak, but then you kind of are sometimes because if you don't understand that you have the capacity for malevolence and, and you know, evil that you could easily be super evil and actually it would be a lot easier than you would think. Because you think to yourselves, like, oh, I'm just too nice, man. I I couldn't do it, you know? You don't, like, it may take a little bit, but if you don't understand that you have that potential, that you have that within you, then it'll hit you out of nowhere, and you'll have no way of controlling it, no way of going back to something that resembles, you know, like, good, goodness. And that's all it takes is a, a really nice person that gets taken advantage of, over and over and over again gets abused used to eventually just snap and then it's just chaos from there it's just blind fury blind malevolence because that's the werewolf that's the shadow that has taken control and there is no possible way to regain that control back but anyway that's my thoughts I, I didn't want it to be a really pessimistic you know episode but I didn't want to go too long because I didn't have any points. Really. I just had this, it just kept gnawing at me and I wanted to try to talk about it. So, um, we'll have to make this one of the shorter ones. You know, I think that I'm probably going to try to make, unless I have like a really detailed thing, I'm probably going to try to, um, start making some just, um, really good, just some episodes that I'm just going to be spitballing, you know, just like my thoughts. But anyway, this has been the episode. I don't know what I'm going to, I want to title this one. I think I'm going to title it like The Shadow, which sounds really corny, but I'm going to do that. So um, if you want to, if you have something, if you know something about this kind of, you know, along the lines of this, please, uh, you can message me directly on Facebook. It's Trent Colton Castleberry. You can do the direct thing. It's fine. And uh, you could also email the podcast, Podcast at yahoo.com. You can also find this episode on Spotify under Lost Owl Podcast, as well as Apple Podcast, and also the website, you know, lostowlpodcast.com. And uh, leave me something, give, give a shout out, a question, or a critique. And uh, yeah, I'd really, I'd really appreciate that. I mean, I, I, love, I love doing this, and I want to keep doing it, and I'm going to be doing it for a long time. So uh, thank you guys for listening in on this one. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye bye.